Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And uh, after a week away here, as uh, I took uh, Mrs. Big Blue View to uh, to the Outer Banks of North Carolina for uh, a week of R&R, uh, left our upstate New York home to... Uh, to go to the ocean for a few days. Uh, hope you guys missed me. But uh, as Logan Paul said in his entrance to uh, his WrestleMania match on uh, on Saturday night, I'm back. And uh, since uh, since I'm back, let's uh, let's talk a little New York Giants and uh, what what I thought I would do today is sort of catch up on some of the news from last week. The NFL owners meetings were held last week. That meant that John Mara was in the news quite a bit. Giants head coach Brian Dable also spoke to media. GM Joe Shane did as well. Shane didn't have uh, a whole lot in uh, in the way of revealing remarks. So we'll get a chance to talk to Shane probably in a couple of weeks here before the uh, 2023 NFL draft. But mostly I thought we would spend some time today focused on some of the uh, the things that John Maris said during the week and some of the the news tidbits that, that came out. One of the big stories of the week was, of course, that uh, there is a new field. There's a new surface at MetLife Stadium the uh, the old surface of course blamed for a lot of the knee injuries a lot of the uh, the fact that the giants uh, have perennially in recent years been one of the league's most injured teams new surface again it is a field turf surface it is not grass but uh Kind of a big deal was made last week about the fact that that the new surface is already installed at MetLife Stadium. Listen, this is something that was going to happen anyway. The uh, the Giants and Jets and the management of MetLife Stadium they replace the turf every three to four years at MetLife Stadium. The last time it was replaced was before the 2020 season. That of course uh, I believe turned out to be the COVID year. But uh, but still, it was uh, a situation where where the Giants and the Jets agreed on a new surface. I believe this surface is called Field Turf Core. It is a, a more modern surface than the one that uh, 
that was previously installed. I know Giants players got a chance to test this surface. There were some uh, some swatches basically placed in the parking lot uh, outside the Quest Diagnostics Training Center uh, facility. Giants players got to test a couple different surfaces. This is the one that uh, that Giants uh, that that Giants and the Jets have agreed upon, and we'll see what happens here. But uh, hopefully, this surface helps reduce some of the injury rates that uh, that have happened at MetLife Stadium in recent years. I still maintain that there is no single explanation for injuries. The Giants have been plagued by injuries now for several years. They've been plagued by injuries through the tenures of Tom Coughlin and Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer and Joe Judge and last year with Brian Dable. They've been plagued with injuries through the tenures of all of those men as head coach, various training staffs. Uh, they've redone the uh, the weight room facility the Giants use all manner of, of GPS technology, all manner of data to monitor player workloads. Certain amounts of injuries are going to happen, and that's not ever going to change in the sport of football. But hopefully this new turf will, uh, will alleviate some of it. One interesting thing that John Maris said last week at the owners' meetings was that he does hope that eventually the uh, the stadium will be able to support a grass playing surface. Right now, that's a difficult thing for the simple reason that you're talking about Northeast weather, you're talking about New Jersey, you're talking about two teams playing on that field, you're talking about other events being held there uh, during the better weather parts of the year. That Right now, the feeling is that they just can't can't maintain a grass surface. Mara said that he hopes that they will be able to uh, eventually find a way to to grow and maintain a grass surface there, which is what the players want, which is what the NFLPA wants, which is really what anyone should want. You know, the game is meant to be played on grass. I understand why a lot of these stadiums have the the field turf surfaces, but the game is meant to be played on grass. It it has been proven to be the safest surface for players. And let's hope that uh, that we get to a point where the technology is good enough that the Giants and Jets and the management of MetLife Stadium feel like they can maintain a grass surface with all of the pounding that that surface would take from having two teams playing there. All right, John Mara made news in a lot of other ways uh, during the week as well. One of the things that that Mara came out very, very vociferously against was the idea that was floated of flexing Thursday night football and. Mara did not phrase that the way that that we commonly hear objections phrased. He didn't phrase it in uh, in the vein of injury or competitive balance or unfair to players. 
John Mara said very frankly that he was adamantly opposed to the idea of flexing Thursday night football. And Mara said that it is inconsiderate to season ticket holders. And thank you, John Mara. Thank you for that. Thank you for considering the people who have already paid money for those seats, the people who have already bought tickets, the people who have already made plans to travel. You know, not everybody who goes to these games lives around the corner. Some of these people travel for hours. Some of these people have to uh, have to take hotel rooms. They have to take time off from work. So what what happens too often in the NFL is the league already has the money from the season ticket holders. The, the league already has the money from the people who have bought the seats to sit in the stadium. The league looks at them like that doesn't matter. They don't matter because we already have their money. We can make more money by putting games on Amazon or by flexing this game because it's better than the game we originally had put in that slot. And it is, as John Mara said, very inconsiderate to people who who have planned maybe with family, maybe with young kids they don't want to bring to a game. They've planned to go to a game on a Sunday, and all of a sudden you're telling them that that game is on Thursday night. And what does that mean? That means they have to rearrange their plans. They have to rearrange their travel. They might have to take time off from work. They might have to sell their tickets because they can't accomplish any of those things or can't accommodate any of those things, it it does put the people who have already purchased seats, who have already paid to attend that game, have already made plans on how to attend that game, how to take care of, of their young kids if they don't want to bring them to the games, all of those things. It is very inconsiderate. It is very unfortunate for those people. And I, for one, was very, very happy to hear John Mara come out and phrase his argument against flexing Thursday night football, which, to be honest with you, I hate Thursday night football to begin with. I understand the money that's involved and all of that. But you talk to an NFL player who has played a game on a Sunday afternoon, and he will tell you that his body doesn't begin to feel right until Thursday or maybe Friday. You're asking that person who is not fully recuperated, who is not fully recovered from playing an NFL game, from taking the hits that the NF that an NFL game requires from taking that physical pounding, you're asking him to play when he is at far less than a hundred percent, when he is at far less than his best. Oftentimes, what you get on Thursday night are guys who do not play, who who might well have played had the game been two or three days later. You get injured guys who miss games because their bodies simply aren't ready, but give them another 72 hours and they'd probably be able to play. To me, that's not that's not remotely fair to competitive balance. It's not remotely fair, to again, to the fans who pay money to sit in those seats and see those games. 
But the NFL doesn't care about any of that. The NFL cares about the bottom line. They care about the dollar. And if they can make more money from Thursday night football, that is exactly what they're going to do. But, you know, regardless, I was happy to hear John Mara take the side of ticket holders, of people who have already paid for those seats and who will be tremendously inconvenienced by switching those games. It's one thing to switch a game from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock or 1 o'clock to 8 o'clock. That's that's one thing, but to completely switch the day of a game to switch it, you know, to three or four days later is a completely, completely different matter. All right, Giants fans, let's uh, let's do this. Let's take a break forward from our sponsors here at SB Nation. And when we come back, I want to uh, talk about a few of the other things that Giants co-owner John Mara said uh, during the NFL owners meetings. All right, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. And in my return from a week-long vacation, we are going through some of the things that Giants co-owner John Mara spoke about, some of the news that he made last week during the NFL owners' meetings. And uh, let's let's talk about a few more of the things that Mara said. And one thing that, that, uh, that leapt to mind that really, really caught my eye that I saw John Mara say was that he told head coach Brian Dayball, who was named NFL Coach of the Year after leading the Giants to the playoffs for the first time in five years during his first year as the team's head coach, he told Brian Dayball that he doesn't want to see Dayball go from Bono to Bozo. And, you know, now that's that's a cute line. It's a funny line. But stop and think for a minute. John Mara has firsthand experience with with a head coach going from Bono to Bozo and doing so very, very quickly. Don't forget that that the Giants hired Ben McAdoo. And in Ben McAdoo's first season as head coach, the Giants made the playoffs. McAdoo was looked at as a guy who who might have a long tenure as Giants head coach. You know, he was he was looked at as some somewhat of a cult hero. Uh, showed up in his second year with his hair slicked back and you know looking like looking like Mister Cool and and maybe some of his uh, rookie season success had gone to his head and the giants went 3 and 13 in uh, 2017 and both Ben McAdoo and GM Jerry Reese were out the door fired before that season ended no one wants to see that happen to Brian Dable no one expects to see that happen to Brian Dable but you know, Mara's remark was maybe just a little reminder that 2022 was a great beginning for the Giants. It was a great beginning for the Brian Dayball, Joe Shane era. It was an unexpectedly successful season, an unexpected playoff berth. But it's not the be all, end all. It's not enough. It's not where the Giants want to go. The Giants want more. They want to win a Super Bowl. They want to be a perennial contender. 
They want to get back to being one of those teams that's looked at every season as having a chance to win it all. They're not there yet. And I think that is why John Mara sort of, you know, made that remark, just a little gentle reminder that uh, that there is a long way to go before the New York Giants are actually where they want to be once again. But but an interesting kind of cute remark by Mara, Bono to Bozo. And every time, every time I think about that, I think about Ben McAdoo. So, so let's let's cross our fingers and, and let's hope that uh, that Brian Dable has a much more successful second season as Giants head coach than uh, than Ben McAdoo did, and that Brian Dable finally breaks this string of Giants head coaches who have not lasted more than two seasons. I am incredibly confident that he will, but we've seen McAdoo, Shermer, and Joe Judge all last only two seasons as Giants head coach. It's a cycle that has to be broken for the New York Giants, and uh, fingers crossed, uh, I think Brian Dable is the guy who's going to do that. And uh, let's just see how 2023 pans out for Dayball and the Giants. All right, Mara was also asked about uh, the two Giants players who have been a huge focus of the uh, of the Giants offseason. He was asked about Daniel Jones and talking about where the Giants want to go. You know, Mara has always been a huge Jones supporter. He took a lot of the blame for the inconsistencies and a lot of the poor play that we saw from Jones in his first three seasons. He took a lot of that blame for for not hiring the right coaches, for not having the right GM, for not putting the right supporting cast around the quarterback, for not giving the quarterback a proper chance to succeed. You know, he said when he hired Joe Shane and Brian Dable that he really wanted to, to put the right coaches, to put the right people around Jones and give him a chance to succeed. And that worked out well for the Giants in 2022. There's more that needs to be done. Uh, there's more that needs to be done on the offensive line. There's more that needs to be done at wide receiver. There's more that needs to be done to upgrade the defense. Jones in some areas needs to continue to grow as an NFL quarterback. But Daniel Jones showed quite a bit in 2022. He earned the long-term contract that he got from the New York Giants. You know, and I had asked Joe Shane after that contract was signed, really, if if a year ago, if he could have expected being here. And and Shane, you know, said no. He said if he had really anticipated that Daniel Jones would prove to him that he could be or would be the Giants' long-term answer at quarterback, that he would have used the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones before the 2022 season. I'll say this again. I've said it before. He absolutely made the correct decision by not using the fifth-year option or by turning down the fifth-year option at the time with the information he had, with what he knew and didn't know. It was absolutely the right decision to not guarantee Jones any money beyond the 2022 season. But Jones proved the doubters wrong. He proved 
to Shane and Dable that he deserved to stay. And now he's got a four-year contract, $160 million to, uh, you know, for his work in, in 2022. He's got a four, that four-year deal to go forward as the Giants quarterback. And John Mara said uh, during the owners' meetings that he was absolutely convinced. He used the words very confident that, the Giants can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones at quarterback. And as I said a couple of minutes ago, there's a lot of work to be done before the Giants are able to do that. Daniel Jones is not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Joe Montana. He's not vintage Tom Brady. He's not vintage Aaron Rodgers. He's a good NFL quarterback. The Giants still need to continue to put talent around him on offense. They still Still need more playmakers on defense, but they believe strongly that they have a quarterback who gives them an opportunity to get where they want to go sometime over the next three or four years. And we'll have to see if they're right. And uh, we'll have to see if Jones justifies what the Giants are paying him if he plays well enough for. Uh, for the Giants to to be proven right in in giving him that money. All right, the the other player that we need to talk about is of course running back Saquon Barkley. Mara of course was uh it was obviously part of the Giants when the Giants drafted Barkley second overall in 2018. That was a call made by made by then general manager Dave Gettleman. Barkley is obviously a favorite of John Mara. Mara said last week that it was his dream that Barkley is a giant for the remainder of Barkley's career. Now, is that dream something that can be reality? I do not know. I honestly do not know at this point. It appears right now that Barkley and the Giants are at an impasse when it comes to figuring out what Saquon Barkley's value should be. The Giants have assigned the franchise tag to Barkley at $10.1 million for 2023. Barkley has not signed it yet. The, the understanding from Joe Shane last week is that they're – is no current offer to Barkley the $12.5 million annual value contract that was offered to Barkley during the 2022 bye week is no longer on the table. The understanding that we've had most of the offseason is that the Giants haven't wanted to budge from that $12.5 million, but that Barkley and his representatives want more than that. They want $14 million, $15 million, something like that. And the reality of it is in this market where Miles Sanders, whose numbers are very comparable to Barclays, Miles Sanders took a four-year deal for, for, I believe, $25 million, annual average value slightly over $6 million. The Giants have to look at that and say, there's no way that we can pay Saquon Barkley twice that amount of money. Can't do it. Makes no sense to do it. You know, Joe Shane said there weren't 
currently any ongoing negotiations. He didn't know when there would be any, but I wouldn't be surprised if when the two sides do come back to the table, if the Giants offer is significantly below that $12.5 million annual average annual value. I wouldn't be surprised about that at all because if you read the market, if you look at the market, it just doesn't support paying a running back that kind of money. There are a few guys, of course, making that kind of money, but uh, the league seems to be trending away from giving running backs those those huge dollar amounts. And to be honest with you, I think that's proper. I think that's correct. So I don't know what Barkley's going to do here in the short term. I don't know if he's going to attend OTAs that start here in a couple of weeks for the Giants. I don't know if he'll attend the mandatory minicamp. I don't know if there will come a point in time where he where he just signs the, the franchise tender and, and plays on that for 2023. But right now, I think that that John Mara's dream of Saquon Barkley being a giant long-term, being a giant for the rest of his career, 